Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning Planning 101. Well, a very pleasant good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101. Terry Slavin's with you, and as always, Angela Kennedy Robinson with us. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning. It is uh, quite the week we've got planned out for Life Planning 101. You're going to get hit square between the eyes, just like you always do, right? Great. <laughs> Great. Um, but, you know, that's what we're here for. I, I think I think the thing about, like, podcasts and radio and stuff is, and, and I was listening, you know, I listened to a lot of uh, ministers online, and, right. and, of course, I'm listening this morning, and, and I thought about that. I was like, you know, the thing about this is I'm not having to sit there in church with the reactions on my face so I look completely guilty, right? It's totally in my own privacy that I can look guilty, but uh, it's good because I need it, right? I need someone to tell me the truth about Stepping myself. Stepping on toes. Yes, exactly, exactly. So we are going to learn six lessons from an estate litigator today. I told you we were going to hit you square between the eyes. But, uh, you know, we always talk about, right, having good Christmases and Thanksgivings. right. After you're gone, and you know we make we kind of make that a, a pun, and we we joke about it a little bit on the show. But when we're visiting with people, if we sit down and we're we're going through our legacy planning process, we actually ask that question: What will Christmases and Thanksgivings be like after you're gone? You know, that's the things that a lot of people probably don't even think about. They don't. They don't think about, and you know, we often think about the fact that we want to leave this legacy. But will our kids remember us for that legacy, or will they remember us for the messes that we left them? <laughs> and you got to really think about that, because it, it, when I ask this question, and I, and I want to go through this scenario, because I want you to pretend that you've answered it, and, and even if people do answer it, we usually get a pretty quick response, and it's almost always the same. They'll say, oh, yeah, things are going to be great. Our kids get along just fine. And that's almost always always the answer but then we ask another question we ask this what plan have you put in place to make sure that your children will have good christmases and thanksgivings after you're gone and most of them say uh nothing most of them say cricket cricket you know (laughs) there's no answer they kind of look at each other and then they think oh Oh, you know, and, and I, I uh, go back to a story. This is this blows my mind. So I actually had a couple I'm sitting down with and they're telling me that our kids get along fine. There's three boys. They get along fine. Everything's going to be great. And then as we get further into the planning process, come to find out neither one of their inheritances were good. Hmm. Mother on her side Her two brothers still don't speak today because they fought over ranch land. And dad, on his side, ended up with nothing because he didn't want to have to deal with the fight. Wow. So here they think, they even think 
that their kids are going to get along. And, you know, I always think about it like this. I always make, I give my uh, mother-in-law a really hard time that her boys are completely perfect, right? They've never done anything wrong. You could tell them all about all of Brett's college days and it doesn't matter. They never never happened. That never happened, right? And we always want to think that way about our kids, right? Especially as mothers. We we want to think the best of our kids and we want to think that put them in the best light that we can put them in. Perhaps that's why we all believe that. But you have to really realize that life can happen, right? And it happens in mysterious ways, and you have no idea what life is going to be at, like at the moment when you pass away. Right. You know, there's a reason that there's, like, I'm looking through jokes today to try to figure out, okay, what can I share to make everybody laugh? Because this is such a stinger of a topic, right? So I'm looking through jokes, and every single one of them is about a will. And where there's a will, there's like a millionaire's. And, I mean, it's a joke. We say it. But why is the joke there? Because it's reality. It's a reality, right? And so we wish our family to have good Christmases and Thanksgivings after we're gone. I believe that to be true about everybody. We wish that. But there's a famous uh, quote out there, and I'm going to slaughter his name, Antoine de Saint-Expiré. You have to remember a goal without a plan is what? Nothing. It's Yeah, it's a wish. Right. A goal without a plan is a wish. So we wish this to happen. And it may be our goal, but a wish is all it is. So when we come back on the show, I'm going to share with you six lessons an estate litigator tells you you need to have in place to make sure that your families have good Christmases and Thanksgivings after you're gone. Segment two, Life Planning 101. Angela has great stuff in store for us this morning. Yes, six lessons learned from an estate litigator. Hit you between the eyes. You keep you keep like giving me this look as soon as I say that. Like you're scared to death here. But I want to tell you about a man that actually uh, walked into a bar and he saw his friend sitting at a table and he was drinking by himself. And so he, he ended up approaching him and said, you look terrible. What What's going on with you? And so... He told him, he said, well, my mother died last August and she left me about 25 grand. And then my father died in September and he left me about 90,000. And friend looked at him and said, man, losing two parents, I I can see why you're so depressed. He said, well, that wasn't just it. My my aunt died and she left me 15,000. And he says, man, three close family members in, in three months? And he says, yeah, then this month, absolutely nothing (laughs) so (laughs) you know yes we make jokes about this stuff right but (laughs) this is the reality of it right and we talked about the fact of good christmases and thanksgivings after you're gone and that things change and you may have the best kids ever you may have the kids that they're financially responsible they're successful on their own accord um they're the best kids ever But what if one of your kids ended up struggling financially just when you passed? And the other one that was in charge of everything was too busy to get things done in a timely manner. Mm. We've seen it happen. Those problems. Yeah, and they still don't talk today. Okay? What if one of your kids has a spouse that puts pressure on them to squeeze every penny out of the estate that they can? Happens all the time. Yes, it does. We've seen it. And the family still doesn't talk today. How about one of your kids getting kicked in the head by a horse, turning a little crazy? 
think it can't happen. We've seen it happen. The family still doesn't talk today. Mm. What if one of your kids gets the idea that they were the one who made all the sacrifices, took care of mom when she was getting older, took care of the ranch or the farm or the business, and they felt they were owed more than the other siblings. Maybe they even did some things, moved some things around before mom and dad died. Family still doesn't talk today. What if one of your kids never told you they really don't like your new wife and they don't want her getting anything? Well, it happened, and the family still doesn't talk today. Wow. Feller advisor, this is, this is a couple months ago, uh, told me, we owe it to our clients to push back harder when they make bad decisions and we know it. We owe it to our clients to push back harder when they make bad decisions and we know it. And that's a really tough spot as an advisor, it how really much is. to push. It really is. Because, and you know, and I, I will say this, you know, we, we were big, and this is a, a good thing for all of our listeners to know. Because we're really big on what we call a right fit client. And a right fit client is someone that wants help. Right. You know, if you don't want help, we're not your fit. Because we'll tell people, we're going to be honest with you. You may not always like what we have to say. But it is our job to be honest with you. Had a client last week, I literally told him, I said, my job is to watch out for your rear end. <laughs> I said, I'm going to tell you when I see an issue. You're not going to sugarcoat No, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Why else hire one? Right. What's the point, right? And this is the reality of, yeah, you haven't lived this experience. How many times are you going to die? Only once. Only once, right? So you haven't lived this experience. So why leave it up to chance and why try to plan for it alone or not plan for it which is the same thing as planning in reality we forget that that sometimes when we don't have a plan it's having a plan and you know that takes me to a reminder i looked up this morning that 56 percent of americans do not have an estate plan okay so you got 56 percent of americans that don't have an estate plan i would say majority of people that come to us have at least a basic estate plan But they don't have a plan that secures family Christmases and Thanksgivings. So I'd be willing to bet that just like the wealth in our country, the maybe 1-2% of Americans probably have a plan that secures good Christmases and Thanksgivings after you're gone. Right. Think about that. Really think about that. And if you ask a client... If I could sell you a policy that would ensure good Christmases and Thanksgivings, would you be interested? Exactly. And I would think 100% would say yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, and here's the deal I, I find is that we live in a world today, and you know this, I know this. We live in a world today where there is so much information. So much information that anxiety is a topic on everybody's mind. Everybody's on something anti-anxiety, anti-depression, you know, whatever, because there's just so much to absorb. No one's sitting there outside. You know, I, I love fishermen. I love fishermen, by the way. I'm not a fisherman, but I love fishermen. You know why I love fishermen? Because you like to eat fish? No, <laughs> I do like to eat fish. This is true. Um, but I like fishermen because they got it right. They go out and sit in a boat and they do nothing. They let their mind be free. Yes. How often are you doing that? You might be good at it. How often are your children doing that? Yeah. Okay. How many times a week are they sitting around the family table playing cards, enjoying each other's company, cell phones aside, 
you know, spending time as a quality family. We're getting further and further and further away from what made America great, right? Yes. The family. The American dream was to be a homeowner. What is a home? Not a, not a house owner. Is it they call it a house owner? No. His American dream was to be a homeowner. What is a home? It's what's inside that's, the building. That's exactly right. And we're getting so far away from that that your job, if nothing else, is to be able to make sure that a home is a home when it comes to your family. Right? So does that quit just because you run out of air? No. I don't think so. I think that it's even more important because of the crucial line that we're at today, the critical line of where we're at today. We've got a divorce rate of almost 50% in this country. We have so much going on that people don't know between right and wrong. Truthiness, what is that word? I mean, we've talked about that on this show before. So, you know, it, there's no longer just a truth. There's also truthiness. If you don't like one, you could choose the other, right? right? Is that really okay? And is that really what you want your family to be enduring after you're gone. So, you know, what do you need to do? What do you need to maybe take a step back and look at? And I believe that there is a reason that people don't have a plan for good Christmases and Thanksgivings. And I believe this because when I get to finding out why people don't, it's almost always the same. There's one issue. There's one hang-up issue. They don't want to talk about. They don't want to address. They don't want to have to face. Pretend it doesn't exist. Yes. And ultimately, what it does is it creates more tragedy once they're gone than it ever would have created had they just done something. Doesn't have to be perfect. Something to make sure it did happen. So when we come back, you're not going to want to miss, as I promised, six lessons from an estate litigator right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101. This is the good stuff coming up. Yes, and so we're talking about six lessons learned from an estate litigator, and we talked a lot about this leading up, and um, it reminds me of a wife. She was in a car with her husband, and she says, you know, honey, we really should talk about what we're going to do at the end of our life and um, what we, we want done, and so we don't put that burden on our children. And he says, well, why should we care? We won't be here. And then she said, well, at least we talked about it. <laughs> so, you know, this is the extent of most people's estate plan, really. Yeah. <laughs> if you, think, I mean, yes, again, a joke, but why is it a joke? Because it hits home with far too sure. many of us, right? So, you know, don't just take it from us. Let's. This is something so cool. So, this actually came from an estate litigator who gets paid to fight estate battles. Okay, and here's the six absolutes. That a family has to go through in his book. Number one, fair is not always equal. In fact, most of the time, it isn't. Right. Okay, we like to think we want our children to get everything equal. So we give them a third, a third, a third of the business in which one person is, or one of the kids is actually working in, and he's going to be working for the other two kids. How's that going to work? Not. It's not going to work. Think and again. it's not fair. Right? And it's not fair. So fair doesn't always mean equal. And you can't address it the same. You've got to do things that take care of your children. Clean up your messes. We talked about this. Do you want your children to remember you for you or remember you for your messes? I was <laughs> going through, again, my little cartoons and stuff this morning. And one of them was this guy standing in front of this garage. And it's like packed full of stuff like i mean you can't even fit a mouse inside of that garage and he's sitting there with his son next to him and they're looking gazing in there he says someday son this will all be yours 
Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we all have messes in our life and we need to get them cleaned up or else we're going to be remembered because of them. Right. Right. Uh, buy cash to solve your problems. We saw this firsthand a few years ago. Um, I say a few years ago. It's been many years ago. Uh, brothers ended up, one got cash, one got a business, one ran out of cash. There wasn't enough cash. They didn't make it fair. They didn't make it fair in valuation. And there wasn't enough cash. The brothers don't talk today because one brother thinks he's owed part of the business. And it's a really bad, it's a really sour situation, right? And so, you know, it's it's always important to think about, is there enough cash? And buying cash is probably one of the best ways you can solve a lot of problems because money talks. Right. Yeah. So life insurance can uncomplicate things easily than anything. And that's what you have to think about. Involve your kids and your other heirs early in planning and in making some of the decisions. You know, sometimes we hang this all on ourselves to be able to do, and we forget to ask our kids what they really want. We saw that happen to a daughter. Her dad never even asked her what she wanted. She was wealthy on her own accord. She had she was a, she worked as a, an, a C-suite executive for a Fortune 500 company. Uh, amazing lady. Amazing lady. And her dad just wanted to be equal with the kids, so he gave her money. Right. When, in reality, what she really wanted was the ranch because she wanted to be able to retire there. Brother got the ranch, and he sold it. Yeah, so... You know, make sure you involve your kids and talk to them about what's going on. And maybe those conversations involve money. Maybe they don't. They don't have to. Right. That's where people sometimes get it wrong. But they need to involve because they need to understand what your wishes are. Don't procrastinate. Number five, if you wait to plan, it might be... Too late. Yes, you could be dead, right? <laughs> so it also may begin to stir bad blood before yours is even cold in the ground. Think about that. Okay, especially as you get older, especially when you have ranches and family businesses involved, you got to you got to get something down and what's going to happen. Don't leave your kids out there on a on a, you know, end of a rope, because I promise you something's going to start to stir between them because they haven't been talked to. So they're going to think maybe the other kids are getting talked to. There's going to be issues there. And then, you know, and back to good Christmases and Thanksgivings. And then um, worst cases, you may even lose your kids to that business or that ranch because you failed to communicate with them. So it's really, really important that you do that. Um, And number six, use your hot air while you still have it. Okay. Some things need explaining. Some things need explaining. I see it all the time. If I were to ask you, you want to make sure that your grandkids get your money, right? Not the wife of your son. Right. Okay. And maybe if they got remarried, they're new kids. Right. Right? You right. want to make sure your grandkids get your money. Blood. Right? And, and you may love your daughter-in-law. Love her deeply and want her taken care of. But you want your grandkids to get your money to get your legacy, okay? This isn't communicated to people. What does it tell the daughter-in-law when she finds out there's no money for her? She's not going to be happy. She's not going to be happy, right? Or was the simple solution, buy life insurance on the son so the daughter-in-law is taken care of like he should have done, right? Right. But they didn't do it, right? Because no one knew. 
No one knew what was happening. And so it's extremely important that you use that hot air and you explain some things that need to be explained. So after we've gone through this, and I I mentioned this in the second segment of the show, there's probably one reason why you haven't had a plan or why you don't have a plan for having good Christmases and Thanksgivings. And most of the time, that reason isn't because you haven't thought about it. I bet you. You've thought about it. You've thought about it long and hard. You've thought about it to the point of you probably lost sleep over it, is my bet. Right? Most of the time, there's a piece of your planning that you can't stomach to address. You can't pick it up enough to be able to figure out what to do with it. And my question to you is what will happen if you don't address it? It's not going to get better. No, it's not going to get better. And if you're not here, what's going to happen then? Right? So, you know, I I go back to that old, old adage that you don't let perfect be the enemy of good, right? And in this case, we're always looking for a perfect scenario. We always want that fairy tale ending for our family. Well, we live in reality. We live through strife and tribulation. You know, I was I was uh, hearing my uh, minister speak this morning about you know the f- fact that we love good movies because there's strife, right? We love good movies because somebody had to get through something, right? Right? But we pray. That that won't happen to us. But really, they grew through it. They got better because of it. We want better for our kids. We want to teach them how to grow through things so they can be the best that they can be, right? And yet, we do just the opposite of that. <laughs> so it's kind of, a, kind of a crazy thing to remember. So get in your head that perfect is the enemy of good here. You have to have something that's just good. And you may never find perfect but you may be able to find something that allows your family to have good Christmases and Thanksgivings after you're gone. And isn't that really what it's all about? Absolutely. Yeah. So when we go through our life planning process, you know, one of the deals that we do is we try to figure out, we, we want to get to the bottom of what's really going on and why people haven't addressed this. And then we figure out how to do it, how to address it. Sometimes, sometimes the father may never be able to speak to a child. And we know that that's to be true. So we figure out a way to make sure that we can accomplish the same thing without that conversation having to happen. But at least we found a good solution, not no solution, that ended up with a kid not inheriting anything or not inheriting what they thought they should have or not getting this. And then they have further daddy issues because they feel like dad didn't love them after all. Right. And that's not the case at all. Dad loved them so much. They didn't want to see him hurt himself because he, he filled his pockets with cash, right? And we forget that money is money, but money is often, too often, the heart of what is at a family. And that's so backwards, right? The heart of the family should be the legacy. The money should be the tool. And yet we spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars over our life protecting what? Our legacy or our money? Our money. Our money. We buy insurance. We go to attorneys. We buy. We prof- hire professional tax advisors. You hire us. Whatever, right? You spend all of this money to protect what? Your money. Your money. And what are you wanting to really protect? You should be protecting your legacy. Yeah, you should be protecting your family, your family, your, the people that you care about most. So preserving that legacy, preserving those good Christmases and Thanksgivings after you're gone. Don't just have a wish. Have a plan. If you don't walk away with anything today, walk away with the idea that you don't have to be perfect in this. Just have something. 
have something so you can have a plan. And when someone asks you, do you have a plan in place for good Christmases and Thanksgivings after you're gone? Your answer is yes. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas, greatest state, the greatest nation in the world. I believe it every day and thank the the Lord for his favor. We ask God to bless all of our listeners each and every week and uh, just make sure you tune in each week to Life Planning 101 where you're going to hear all kinds of in-your-face information. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.